on the next episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today's episode is a share and smoke episode where each host has selected a cigar for everyone else to try. Here's what we're going to be discussing today. We have four cigars that we're going to get to go over. The Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. Got that one. Yeah. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> My Father Le Bajou 1922. Better. Better. Oh, I think I, I, think I, I mean, <laughs> if you want to go really technical, Le Bijou. Yeah, see, I knew I screwed it up. The Illusion Epinay. It's close. That was, was pretty good. That was not bad for a good freak, uh, French accent. And Espanol Punch Crampuro. Crampuro. Ah, well, I was close, but I'm still going to buzz myself. Yeah, there we go. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoke and host the good old boys It's time for Smokes. Hey, welcome to this Smokes episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. We're at a one-hour show that's mildly entertaining for 21 and a half minutes. You think that's the mark we're aiming for today? Oh, we could do much better than that. <laughs> Probably 18 minutes in a cuddle. I'm just saying. <laughs> I like young. that. 18 minutes in a cuddle. I think that that is a very yeah, good target. Go. I think we can hit that today. Well, this is good old boy Mike, and joining me here at the table is good old boy Barger. Hello. <laughs> good old boy Justin. Good morning. And good old boy Drew. Good evening. Well, our smoke segments are all about cigars and, well, you know, anything that's smoked. Uh, here's what we're going to be discussing today. We have four cigars that we're going to get to go over. I'm going to read these and mispronounce each one of these, and everyone is going to correct me. No. <laughs> I can Maybe. guarantee it. <laughs> the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. Got that one. Yeah. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> My Father Le Bajou, 1922. Better. Better. Oh, I think I, I, think I, I mean, <laughs> if you want to go really technical, Le Bijou. Yeah, see, I knew I screwed it up. The Illusion Epinay. It's close. That was, was pretty good. That was not bad for a good freak, uh, French accent. And Espanol Punch Crampuro. Crampuro. Ah, well, I was close, but I'm still going to buzz myself. Yeah, there we go. Well, today's episode is a share and smoke episode where each host has selected a cigar for everyone else to try. 
All right. So listen, <laughs> during all of our creative production process, which really involves large quantities of alcohol, <laughs> we started to no. call <laughs> this series the Shared Stick Series. Mm, yeah. So that did not go so well. And things started to take a turn for the creative elements that, frankly, you just don't want to go in that direction for a radio show. So no. then uh, we started to call it a stick swap. <laughs> but then we looked that up online yeah and uh there were some photos frankly that i just never even knew existed on the internet don't google that kids (laughs) yeah don't do that so go ahead go ahead google that (laughs) so this is called share and smoke all right so uh there is no personal lube that's required for this activity although Barger has expressed that he prefers pina colada as his flavored lube mm-hmm. of choice. There we go. Yeah. Everybody should have that probably on the back of their driver's license, you know, just to help other people around them if they're in emergency need That's to right. know. I want to smell like pina colada at the end of this experience. Yes. <laughs> that, that's a whole different meaning to the uh the classic song about, you know, two pina coladas, one for each hand. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, there's a certain rhythm to that song that really helps. Oh. Yeah, I'm never, I'm not going to get out of this all. Listen, this is a great way to enjoy uh, cigars uh, that maybe, you know, wouldn't probably pick for yourself. And I would say that all of us would say, I don't think that I probably would have picked some of the cigars that, you know, each of you picked sure. uh, on my own. So I thought it was really great. All right. So listen, if you are a cigar newbie, fret not. We have you covered on our Cigar 101 episode where all of this cigar speak that we're going to go through today has been decoded. Just search for Sips, Suds, Cigars 101 and boom, that episode should pop right up and you can follow the link that's on our show notes as well. Today, we're going to add a little bit you know, to that discussion as we get into Oscuro wrappers, which I'm looking forward to that. All things dark and seedy. Mm. Cue the Boris Karloff, you know, music and organs in the background that I apparently couldn't look look up. It's it's our production budget. What can I say? (laughs) But, uh, you know, of all things dark and seedy, kind of like the other attorney on our today's show. Speaking of which, Justin (laughs) gets the honors of going over (laughs) our smokes rating for today. Uh, So I want you to try and channel your inner cigar nerd as you're that just won't show up about cigars um as you go over our smokes ratings for today take it away justin oh my god we're going to be smoking and discussing these cigars and rating them with our sips suds and smokes smoke ratings plus our signature sounds here are those ratings now one this sucked before it was even lit (laughs) two rings do you really have to light this three times (coughs) three rings very nice now just go away so I can enjoy this thank you Justin now now that you probably have acquired this new skill of being dark and seedy, where do you put that on your resume? Do you put that at the top? Do you put that on the bottom? Do you put it in bold type right in the middle? Right at the top, bold, underlined, 18.5. I see. Yes. Seems so, new Roman. Do you think you can use this to like double your retainer fee as well, Justin? 
already happened. I knew that that was the case even before I'd asked. I'm not really quite sure why, but you know, I knew that uh, if there was a will, there was going to be a way that you would get that love and feeling right up front. Speaking <laughs> of which, Drew's going to introduce our first cigar for today, which is the Rocky Patel. All right. So, yes, we have the uh, vintage 2003 Rocky Patel uh, Cameroon. And from Rocky Patel, they call it a rising star in their vintage series. It features a Cameroon wrapper with Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers and a Nicaraguan binder. They also go on that it delivers a medium-bodied smoking experience, and they call it a perfect cigar for any time of day. I first was introduced to this cigar um, around the time of, I think, my 10-year high school reunion. We graduated in 2003, so I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy this cigar and take it, and I really loved it. Uh, I generally smoke it in Robusto, as I generally smoke most cigars in Robusto, because anything longer, it just tends to take too long. I, you know, um, I also really, really like generally, uh, Nicaraguan wrapper, um, binder filler, you know, just give me all the Nicaraguans. Um, don't make that something dirty, Mike. I can see the wheels <laughs> turning already. <laughs> I was, yes, I was gesturing towards the soundboard going, there is a moment here, you know, that could, could apply, but you know, I didn't, but I, you know, isn't that special <laughs> thank you for making that relatively gentle <laughs> yes <laughs> um uh, unlike unfortunately the cigar um i will say that the first third of it i you know let it up it was delicious everything that i remembered oh uh, 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 sorry one point um we smoked it in i believe a churchill size it was a little bit larger uh, toro. it was toro toro yeah. my apologies toros, yeah um a little a little bit longer uh, than what I normally go with. And first third, you know, it was very enjoyable. What I remembered uh, as I got to the middle, you know, the beginning of the middle third, uh, it really got a little more difficult to draw, which Mike had warned me about. So I actually cut it with a uh, traditional guillotine cutter instead of my usual notch. And that didn't make a difference. Mm. Back of the middle third, I got this strange wood glue kind of taste, which it's not something I typically look for in a cigar. I don't know about the rest of y'all. It's a bit sticky, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and not not just the draw, but uh, I. Well, let's just say that I'm I'm I have a couple of the robustos sitting in my humidor at home, and I'm going to have to go back and and smoke and make sure that I just was looking wasn't looking at it through rose colored lenses. Maybe mm. they swapped the uh, cigar glue for Elmer's at the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would uh, you would definitely notice the difference uh, between those two. Barrier, what did you think of the Rocky Patel? I did not like it. <laughs> I uh, struggled with the flavor. It was very bland to me. Like off the light, it had potential, but the more I smoked down, it just got bland, and the flavor kind of pushed itself out, and it was just like smoking paper. <laughs> uh, Justin, what did you think of the uh, Rocky Patel? This sticks a lot like a dark and seedy lawyer promises a ton up front and then fails to execute. <laughs> that was, that was, I love that. He's combined function and form in a cigar room. Is there a malpractice suit here? Yeah. Not yet, but definitely. there could be. Yeah. Definitely. A libel suit. Class action. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. We'll all get our $10 back. Right. <laughs> and I'll get millions. <laughs> 
Uh, so I, I had a funny story uh, when I was uh, about the cigar. So I was uh, up, I was in my office and I was dialing around for, uh, to find uh, these cigars in stock. We were, I wasn't able to get them directly from Rocky Patel in advance. So I was having to call around to retailers to ask them if they had this. And, and so um, my lovely wife was hearing me dial around and then I found a store and I'm asking for this and, and, uh, I had come down later and she said, wow, she said, you guys are going to smoke a cigar that's, you know, aged from 2003 and <laughs> started laughing and I was like, all right, so that not quite the same thing, babe, you know? Yes. I mean, cigars uh, are aged, um, but usually, you know, the, the way things go with uh, a vintage product like this is they're keeping this in bundles and loose bundles, you know, and actually combining the wrappers and the fillers, you know, uh, probably months before it shows up in the box. But I was laughing. I'm like, no, we're not going to smoke, you know, 15 year old cigars. You know, at least this one wasn't. I have smoked older cigars. Yeah. When we have one, you know, uh, in, in another episode, we're going to go through where they probably have a, a similar process. Nice. So, well, um, I'll uh, finish telling you guys the rest of the story after we come back from break, um, as well as talk about our uh, topic uh, for everything good in life that is worth discussing that I think we'll be able to get to today. Do you know that body part that you don't need? I have an idea. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Smokes episode, we're going over a share and smoke episode see i said it correct the first time <laughs> as opposed to saying this is a stick share uh which is definitely not a good thing to say <laughs> uh we are going over four cigars that we have um each shared with each other and we were going through our first one which was the rocky patel vintage 2003 i was sharing this story you know about my wife kind of uh she had overheard you know part of the conversation so how does uh, when somebody has a vintage product like this, like I know that there are some age stated cigars, more like, you know, it's been aged, uh, you know, uh, 12 years or 15 years, uh, you know, do they, uh, there's no way that they pull enough of the product off in one crop where they literally can be able to hold that in their product line for you know, 15, 20 years as well. Well, there's always the old Partagas 150 story where, you know, oh, this was shoved to the back of a warehouse yeah. and lost, you know. Kind of like the lost cask. Right. Or, or the orphan barrel. <laughs> orphan oh, barrel yeah, series yeah. Is, is, so that's the orphan barrel series of, uh, in the cigar world. Mm -hmm. There's uh, so many barrels without children. Yes, I know. For only $2 a day, you too can adopt a barrel. <laughs> The well, IRS wants their piece. That's I just right. thought that was funny. So my thoughts about the cigar. This was a Toro size. Uh, some of my own notes around. I, you know, uh, easy light, easy draw. Yeah. Off this, um, I picked up some sweet wood, leather, uh, some cocoa nibs. Um, I thought that was kind of the the one thing that was a little interesting. I definitely didn't find those. It started to turn early. I hate that, you yeah. know. And in this particular case. Um, I, I think I just got it a little overheated. I, you know, so I don't know if it was a cigar or if it was me having a bit harder draw or, you know, kind of rushing along because, you know, uh, I definitely 
had to i was on i was late getting somewhere where i was trying to finish the cigar before it so i can definitely see it i may have been at fault for making it turn a lot faster lawyers don't run late yeah we just get continuances uh i did let it sit and i heard that somebody trademark that please <laughs> um but in and i tried to shorten up my draw but it still you know was spicy and i just kind of lost all that complex flavor so um you know it was almost like a completely different stick on the on the last third than it was on the front third i hate when that happens yeah for sure well our smokes rating here for the rocket patel vintage 2003 is going to be a two (coughs) next up uh barger is going to go over the illusion uh that he has suggested for all of us so this was the Illusion Epernay, the Le Trial, I think. Is that right? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, that's close enough. Our I'm getting a head fr- nod over here. What, French, what is it? Come on. Our French major over here is, you know. I'm not a major, major, but I did take it long enough because, you know, all the girls dig French. Sure. You know, but uh, oui. the Illusion Epernay, Le Tarot. Do they, do they start going after you after you're in their fourth year of French or the fifth year? You know, unfortunately, I never had the experience that I was promised and that they would go after me because I could speak French. For sure, I want my money back. My wife's Puerto Rican, so I really should have just done Spanish. Uh (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. That's the tale of how well that that strategy worked out. Indeed. (laughs) Well, the Illusion Epernay La Trio is made with La Hero without La Hero tobacco. The strongest variety of tobacco leaf. It's made with La Hero tobacco. Not without. I didn't write this copy. The strongest variety of tobacco leaf. It's blended for balance and elegance rather than strength, which I always find in this cigar. It's very well balanced. The cigar is designed to be lighter and sweeter than the original Illusions. Gets its name from the town of Epernay in the heart of France, Champagne region. Champagne. Champagne. Have some champagne. That's right. The Illusion cigar brand is a brainchild of Dion Guillaume. I can't even say his name. Yeah, he's not French. Yeah, I don't know his name. Starts with a G. Just look that up, folks. (laughs) A cigar retailer from Nevada who makes very few cigars, but they seem to be superb. His smokes made under contract have impressed us from the very beginning. The La Trio is one of the trio of the new box press sizes that were added to the line last August. It's chocolatey sweetness, plenty of rich nutty flavors and complex, leathery aftertaste. Illusion cigars are the prototypical... But I don't even know how to read today. <laughs> Boutique smoke. And this is the best showing ever for the brand. So this cigar is one of my favorites. I smoke lots of them. I find that I have never picked up a bad one. And every one that I've picked up is consistent. So if I'm standing in a humidor somewhere and I go, I don't know what I want to smoke. I'll typically reach and grab an illusion Epernay because i know that it's a good experience and that i will enjoy my time with it so do you look at 10 things and then go i haven't found anything i'm getting the illusion is that the order that you tend to go pretty much your decisioning process you know i don't see anything new or interesting here i'm just going to go back to my standard you know that's right yeah this is my go-to that's me in the beer aisle it seems like as of late it's me ordering food i always go to some place that i've been 20 times and i i look through the whole menu and then i go i'll have the same thing i've had the other 20 times Mm -hmm. i've been here you know and and, you know i'm just shaking my head going just can't venture out that hard man but yeah um 
anything else about, about the cigar itself, you know, when you are smoking it, that you, you know, really I've had consistent burns, consistent flavor. It's really spicy in the front. And the more you smoke it, it mellows mm-hmm. out. When you get about to the second third of that cigar, it's really complex in flavor, really earthy and kind of leathery, got a real good nose to it. And when you get down to the last part, it's just as complex as it was in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Justin, what do you think of this? So the beginning started out amazing. Whiskey notes, oak, vanilla, and then the middle it started to mellow. And the end it just went too hot like a truck going down a hill with uh, burning brakes. Like a pepper bomb. Yeah. Hmm. Find yourself a uh, runaway truck ramp, eh? Right. Exactly. Drew, what do you think of the illusion? I would agree that it was consistent. Um, I wondered, actually, as I was smoking it, and then as um, we, as I read the copy again here from the marketing, that... Which I read poorly. Uh, if, uh, if it has anything to do with the box pressing, because I have noticed... Of all the cigars that I smoke, the even burn, the more consistent, you know, flavor, um, maybe a little tighter draw. I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head because, oh, it's pressed. But um, it it smoked very well, consistent throughout. I did feel like I had climbed inside of a whiskey barrel as I was smoking it, which is never a bad thing. I mean. Depends on the barrel. This is true. I would not fit in a uh, uh quarter barrel very well more like a vat maybe yes uh, uh, a butt if you will <laughs> that's, what, that's what i was thinking <laughs> i need a sherry bud fit my ass and but uh no i i actually uh very much enjoyed it and it is not something that i would have picked up on my own so i appreciated the recommendation nice. i will definitely revisit in the future there i have had multiple of their lines and all of their lines i just can't say nothing but good things about it. i've never picked up a bad one Knock on wood, because I'm sure it'll happen one day. I'll get a knot knot or I'll get something unrolling, but that'll be because of my cut. But, you know. Yeah. So this was something I had not had before. So it was really great, you know, to to try this for the first time. And uh, I thought the way you described it was uh, very spicy, you know, as I lit it. Um, But that quickly went away. Yeah. So I was just maybe, you know, after... Uh, it, I didn't have to wait all the way to the first ash, you know, to, you know, to, for the spice to go away. So, sure. um, relax as you're lighting it, you know, as you get into it, the middle part I, it was really delicate in my mouth, you yeah. know, um, it was just, that was something I wouldn't expect. I almost felt like I was holding a cigarillo. Um, okay. yeah. Um, I think we had the Toro size was the one we yeah. had of this. Yeah. Uh, but quick easy draw very mild you know in the middle um but still had some complex you know flavor components around it as well um and that draw just kept on going through you know the the third last third of it It was that steady draw thing that i really enjoyed um it was a a really great smoke you know right up to the uh, turn itself so um i it was it was definitely my favorite smoke of the day, uh, for sure, when I had it. Nice. And I think that leads into uh, our smokes rating for the Illusion Epernay is going to be a three. <coughs> All right. So uh, we always like to see if we have an interesting discussion about um, 
anything good in life that's worth discussing. So our topic today that I ran across, and I have a story of why I picked this, is uh, extraneous body parts. <laughs> so I was with a friend, um, and he had a family member that was not feeling well and went into the hospital for a series of tests. And they found out that the their gallbladder was something that needed to be removed. I had another family member that went through a, a much more drama-filled experience, you know, finding out their gallbladder had to be removed. But I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know, this is just like a cornerstone. When I think about a bunch of the things that healthcare companies, you know, get their revenue off of, it's all the pieces of our body that don't really need. So, and I'm like, wow, you know, why do we have all these extraneous body parts? So my question, lead off question, first off, how many extraneous body parts can you, can you name? Or how many do you think there are? Probably dozens. Dozens. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we don't need. It really <laughs> depends on your definition of extraneous. Is, this, this is, is that, also true. Can you live without can it? Can you live without it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could live without your arms, your legs. You know. I, All right. So not like that. Or like George <laughs> Costanza's tail. <laughs> I'd say at least seven. All right. So that's one guess. Seven, and and a couple dozen for Barger. How about it? I'll <laughs> I'll say uh, ten. Meet, meet somewhere in the middle. It's really close. I think there are nine as, you know, it's defined, but I have seven here in front of me. Here's the list. You and- monster. <laughs> yeah, spleen. It's Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yet if, if you lose Frau your Bluka. if you lose your spleen, <laughs> if you lose your spleen, you have to take medication for the rest of your life. That's very true. Yes. Stomach. I'm just telling you what's on this Stomach list. Stomach is, is on this. Reproductive hmm. organs. Well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we could use less kids in the world for sure. Mm -hmm. Especially those children of Alabama. Uh, The colon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the gallbladder, uh, the appendix, uh, kidneys, which I thought was interesting to put on this list. I couldn't live without my kidneys. I guess guess maybe they mean one kidney since you have two. Since you have two. Yeah, you're loaded. You're you're always packing a spare. I would need to like permanently have dialysis. I think that's a requirement for me because there is no way I can drink with both fists. That's right. If I don't have two kidneys. That's right. Right. One for each hand. Right. Correct. It's all about balance, you know, and volume control. I noticed wisdom teeth weren't on the list. Wisdom teeth were not on that. Tonsils also and tonsils not on the list. Not on that list as well. But uh, yeah, so you think about all these things that you either know a friend or a family member that has had some of the stuff you know uh, removed, and it's it's like you know I, I had to you know I started to try to figure out well, how much money we're we talking about to remove extraneous body parts. Google cannot answer that for me, but mm. it has to be like You're on a list. thirty billion dollars or something. <laughs> I mean, it is just has to be right through the roof, you know. I just want to know if they take out your appendix, how do doctors know where to look? Because don't they look for in your appendix to find out where everything is? Is that how it works? The reference organ. That's right. Oh. It's the reference organ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that was. You that have to w- use Google Maps. That's right. Oh, That's right. That was not right. That took me way too long. That jokes. That jokes for days. Hang on a second here. I got a laugh track just for you, Barbara. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm here all week. Tip your waitress. Uh, yep. Seek the Holy Grail. <laughs> but, I mean, when you look at some of the hospital bills, you know, for these extraneous body parts, you know, I mean, it was talking with my friend. I'm like, you know, you're probably looking at 
30 grand, you know, at least, you know, to get this person's gallbladder removed. He was like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, way, you know, God forbid they activate the trauma team to do it. Yeah. Uh-oh. That'll be a hundred grand, you know, right Nicaragua, off the bat. 800 bucks. Yeah. I bet we can do it cheaper in Mexico. Right. I got a table and a knife. <laughs> we can make this work. Just hold, lay down here. Lay down. Just hold still. <laughs> you know, this bite, won't hurt much. Bite on this piece of leather. <laughs> or this cigar. Bite on this cigar. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, interestingly enough, I, I how many of you still have your tonsils? I do. I do. I do. So I do as well, and almost everyone has them taken out to my knowledge, but I, I was doing some interesting reading that apparently a large percentage of cancer survivors still have their tonsils. So hmm. take that for what you will. Uh, cancer's going to get me. I have a long list of stuff that I'm going to go out with. I don't but quite know how to take that. I'm going to go out <laughs> with a cigar and a, and a whiskey in my cold, dead hands. So. You and uh, Dennis Leary both, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, think about it and because it'd be interesting, you know, drop some notes, you know, back on our, uh, on our show. I'm really curious what you think, you know, I mean, should you just have like all the extraneous body parts removed up front, you know, when you're a kid and just that way you don't really have to worry about it. It's like, look, we took out all the stuff you really don't need in life. <laughs> and don't forget to tell us how much you like the appendix joke. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you know? can make really cool keychains out of it i think we right? could solve this problem right here on this show with whiskey and cigars That's absolutely right. we can solve the entire healthcare dilemma sip suds and smokes save us save, save the world like 32 billion dollars you know right off the bat just yeah mike 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 hca is here if you say that too loud they will send people after you That's yeah right. well they live all around me good so. thing we have a couple lawyers at least we could fight for like a week <laughs> <laughs> He is so way off, isn't he? A week, you know. We're gonna fight for years, man. You know, I need, yeah. need a need a good lawyer bill off this, you know, to make this happen for sure. Well, uh, thanks for enjoying the uh, the topic worth discussing uh, for us today. I have the next cigar we're gonna go over, which is from my father, Le Bijou, nineteen twenty two. Um, now. Uh, a lot of great sticks uh, from Garcia and Garcia. I 100%. really love the um, My Father series quite a bit. This uh, particular cigar is definitely something I thought was worth um, reaching out and sharing with, with all of you, as well as our listeners. My Father, La Bajou, 1922, is another great extension to the popular My Father line. French for the jewel. Le Bajou is a rich, full-bodied treat in tropical pepin pepin form featuring a habano oscuro wrapper and a healthy mix of nicaraguan long fillers the lagar uh i lost my yeah the labajou uh exudes a robust array of flavors uh delivered in a remarkably smooth fashion i'm reading this almost as poorly as barger did it's in the air tonight mm. complex unique and satisfying the garcia family's new star the easy part of Decording the wrapper is Habano, which means from the seed. So this may not be a common type of wrapper. The Oscuro tend to be the darkest of all the wrapper leaves because they are allowed to ferment the longest. The Oscuro wrapper leaves are typically taken from the top of the priming or the uppermost part of the tobacco plant. 
These leaves are vicariously called the corona or the crown or the medio tempio, literally half time, meaning they've been left uh, they've been left on the plant 50% longer. Since these leaves have been exposed to a maximum amount of sunlight, they begin to cure on the plant. You end up with a darker, thicker, richer, and more flavorful leaf without exposing it to the Maduro fermentation. The Oscuro leaves then go through a normal fermentation process that's shorter time and at lower temperatures than the Maduro. And then after fermentation and before manufacturing, the Oscuro leaves are aged. So we'll pick up uh, the rest of the discussion about the Oscuro wrapper after our break. And you can think about which extraneous body part is 50% uh, like longer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe they should take the same process with some, uh, with some of the body parts. That's right. Mm. This yeah. has been exposed to sun longer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes and the voices in my head. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> this is, today is a Smokes episode. We're going over a share and smoke episode where each of us has shared a cigar with each other. And we were going through those. Uh, I was going through the cigar that um, I was suggesting, which was from uh, my father, Garcia and Garcia, Le Bijou, 1922. And I was talking a little bit about some of the choice of the wrapper and a little bit about some of the oscuro um process um so i really love uh you know finding something that is slightly different so i'm not a, i'm not really a diehard maduro fan i do smoke quite a few maduros but i would say on par i really find a lot of the flavor presentation from the duros i find it very difficult sometimes to find great pairing choices and it bops me over the head. And so I find that the times that I'm choosing Maduro's is when I'm not doing anything else. I've, I've not had a meal or I'm not drinking anything else. Yeah. And then because it's so flavor forward mm -hmm. that the cigar itself is just kind of carrying me through that experience. Just wait till you find a cigar that will put you to sleep. Yeah. Ooh. That will be interesting. Doesn't that have to be in Colorado or, well, I guess there's a few more states now. <laughs> so that's what I love about this particular cigar was, you know, the, the Scuros basically, they have a lot of flavor around it. That's very interesting, but it doesn't club you over the head, yeah. you know, with it. And that's one of the reasons why I liked um, this process so much. Uh, let's see if there's anything here in the rest of the background for this. Uh, so the aging process uh, for the, uh, wrappers is they leave them in barrels and crates um, and during the aging process they get actually even darker Yeah, uh, and a lot of people think they've spoiled they actually turn totally black mm -hmm. um, and it's very difficult to distinguish between the Maduro leaves and the Oscuro leaves you know once they kind of reach this stage so right. unless they've labeled them well or somebody's actually paying attention hopefully you don't grab the wrong bin um, but I bet you they do it off smell and texture yeah i would think that it would uh it would definitely have a different texture and feel to it yeah uh for sure like leather i agree yeah so uh really a fascinating uh listing you know, um some other notes here from the manufacturer it takes a profound understanding of cigar tobaccos to create a smoke that conveys uncanny impressions of dark chocolate Covered raisins, savory leather, and sweet and salty finish that resonates on the finish. Is there any whipped cream on that? Um, I, <laughs> Only on pina coladas. Oh, 
So, uh, listen, I, I picked up a variety pack of this uh, by mistake. So none of us have had the same size of this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that may influence uh, some of your experience around this. Um, my uh, tasting notes around this, uh, you know, it's so these cigars are aged five years. Um, that was one of the things that I found kind of fascinating. And it smells like a ride in an old carriage. You know, when I was smelling the foot, I was like, hmm, wow. Is there a horse, you know, attached to this in some way? But it was all, you know, like you walk into a tack room. It just had all that leather and wood. Folk. And, you yeah. know, uh, it just, I don't know. It, it, I felt like it was walking through a moment in history. Um, I actually paired this with uh, Glenn Farclay uh, 17 is what I had with this. What'd you call me? <laughs> Excuse you. Uh, the first third, the wrapper really asserts itself, letting you know that, hey, um, you have a beast that's lit. Um, very, uh, It was very dark um, and thick with flavor uh, right off the front. The middle of the draw was absolutely sublime. Um, I thought it had a great steady burn, which was great uh, for me not to have to you know worry about canoeing or you know um this is great when you have a slow and steady burn um i actually like holding this stick in my mouth i i'm i generally you know puff and put things down and not you know let a cigar kind of rest in in my mouth you know um and i, I actually say, can you say that a little slower a little slower <laughs> would you like that with lube this time yeah. barger <laughs> I like the stick in my mouth. That's right. I like the stick in my mouth. <laughs> What's your girth, man? Uh, so, Box the, the a lot of molasses and leather, and I really just thought it was super balanced in the middle. The final third, that deep flavor kind of faded, proceeding, you know, into the band itself, and it actually turned a tad early for me. So, um, I mean, I had like three inches left on the cigar that I was that I was enjoying here. So. But uh, all in all, I I love the storyline and I love the novelty, you know, of this particular rapper choice. Um, Drew, what did you think of this? I did not actually enjoy it that much. What? Well, I mean, I tend I to go. I tend to go for <laughs> a little more lighter, a little more delicate. Um, I will say that my initial thought when I looked at it was, "Oh God, it's a Maduro." I don't like. Maduro, which is weird. I'm a you know barrel proof whiskey, you know strong black coffee made in the French press kind of guy. But so, do you think that that preconception that you thought it was Maduro played into quite possibly. how you enjoyed it? You were like, I am not going to enjoy this. This is a Maduro. Got stick. In your own head about it. Quite, quite possibly. I mean, that's never happened before where I you know psych myself in or out of a situation. But uh, I will say that it was not as unpleasant as I expected. Just because it, progress, there was more. There was more going on than just getting over hit over the head with a burning, you know, ember of you know hickory wood, which has been my experience with a lot of Maduros. But uh, you know, kind of like middle little bunny foo foo getting bopped in the head, you know, <laughs> as Mike mentioned here, which is what I'm going to start calling you from now on. By Ooh. the way, oh man, I don't know. If it I sounds like hot. That Tell me more. I, I will say that <laughs> as I got into the middle of the cigar, it cooled. A bit on the palate, um, which was not not ever been my experience with a Maduro. Um, it, there was complexity there that I did not expect. Um, I wouldn't call it a tack room, um, 
having grown up on a horse farm, it reminded me of climbing inside of a cedar chest that had been stuffed with wool blankets. And And mothballs? No, no mothballs. Okay. Thankfully, no mothballs. Just checking. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let Barger chime in. sounds like he has the contrarian view. What would you think of it? I absolutely love this cigar. I start to finish, I'll smoke multiple if I can, if, if I find them, you know, if they're not sold out on stores, you know, when this cigar was released, I believe it was 2015 when this cigar was released. That sounds about right. It became cigar of the year for 2015 from Cigar Aficionado, just right out of the gate. And it was delicious. And I've, I've probably smoked dozens of these cigars and I've never had an issue. Actually, a lot of the my father stuff, I like a lot of the peppery, a lot of the full bodied stuff. So like I, I remember like the Don Pepin Garcia blue label is one of my go to's. That's another one if I'm in a humidor and if I can't mm. decide, I see the blue label. If they've got it, I'll grab one and smoke it. And it will be consistent and every time. I'm and, guilty of that. Yeah, I, I think that for what it's worth, my father has a consistency that is unmatched in a lot of cigar manufacturers. Mm, cool. Justin, what do you think of the uh, uh, Le Bajou? I thought it punched well above its weight. Yeah. If you would have put five cigars together and say these are $40 cigars, I would believe this was a $40 stick. Mm. Interesting. Cool. Well, our uh, smokes rating here for the My Father Le Bajou 1922 is going to be a two. <coughs> Well, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our discussion. So far, we have uh, one more scar to go here, and it's from Justin from Punch. Okay. We have the Punch Gran Puro Nicaragua. The ancient Punch brand has now utilized everything that the San Agustin Valley of Honduras has to offer by creating robust all-Honduran leaf cigar to tantalize your taste buds. But that's not all. This powerful recipe features a spicy Havana seed sun-grown wrapper along with the sun-grown binder. You guessed it, this puppy has some punch, no pun intended. Medium to full-bodied, the rich peppery treat will definitely hold your attention for a good hour and a half. This chocolate brown Robusto burns perfectly and even draws well, delivering sweet and floral smoke with profound undertones of leather, dried fruit, and a hint of cinnamon. Unfortunately, this was the corporate note experience. My experience was different. Mine had a big scar on it, so I knew this cigar was going to try to be a badass. And it was inconsistent along with its poor construction and even though i picked it it was a rough go but i have had this cigar before and they were very good so quality has gone off or i got a bad one hmm what'd you think mike um so i actually uh paired this with a japanese whiskey uh yoshi uh 18 um which is kind of really spicy you know uh, well, while lighting it was the one thing I noticed up front, and I was—I remember kind of going, hmm, "I don't know if I've picked something really well to pair this with." You know, when I was big, even draw, uh, really mild flavor. You know, right up front um, at the uh, first ash, I typically um, hit this big hint of spice. You know, once again, and 
you know, that's a component of, you know, uh, removing the ash and you you're drawing a lot more air you know into the cigar so you're kind of used to that effect this was probably a bit more pronounced than i was expecting so um in the middle a few hints of the draw um uh kind of you know cut in half uh (laughs) i was like okay um who turned what off you know in the middle of this um Nothing, a few general rolls, you know, on the cigar couldn't solve, but, you know, that's always something that from a construction perspective, you know, it's like, I don't want to have to roll a cigar. And, it's not you know, your job. Yeah. You know, could somebody have packed it, you know, a little less? Um, still quite mild, you know, in the middle of this. Um, <clears throat> in the last third, the, flo- the flavor got more full approaching the band. And wow, uh, was there a turn? And it just took a nosedive right off um you know the the edge of the planet I, this was not my favorite stick I, there were just um i think it was a combination of just those construction elements that you know i found kind of fit uh that i was having to fidget with and you know i uh paired of you know a very delicate whiskey with this that it was just not working i remember finishing the cigar and going man i am glad that is over because i will probably never have one of these again <laughs> at least you, know, you finished sure. it yeah barger what'd you think i absolutely did not like it and i did not finish it hmm. um i really feel and when i first started smoking cigars i would grab a punch every now and then and they would be okay i really feel like they've overextended their self with their lines and i feel like that they're lacking quality now and so it was the the off the light it was just smelled like turds hmm. and i you know and it burned wonky i got about through my first third of it and i i put it down it just didn't it bland very not the flavor never changed and i was like well why am i even wasting my time on this yeah this is first time i've gone back to a punch product um in quite some time yeah. i I'm, i'll have to say it's probably been a good eight or nine years since you know i've probably had a punch product it was one of those things that i remember um you could find a punch product you know widely available it was something that i remember having you know periodically but i just you know it was something i just did not come back around to you know at all Uh, drew what you think i didn't hate it um i didn't i was able to finish mine um even though in the final third it burned very very unevenly like you know half the cigar was burning and half of it you know didn't seem to be burning even though i tried to roll and do just about everything i could to anybody take a a ramrod to it i did not didn't even worth it (laughs) didn't even get that far i did notice a green you call a ramrod or a dagger or or a stick or there's like i it seems like i hear all those things described as different objects draw poker draw poker no. okay cigar penis cigar pe- <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i i did notice like a green spot on the um uh, the wrap on the wrapper uh, around the band and yeah. and below it which i thought was a little odd i'd not seen that before uh-huh. um very young leaf then the only thing that I, I could say that matched up with any of the tasting notes you know provided by the marketing was uh i i did get a lot of cinnamon and not like a you know cinnamon Ceylon you know nice cinnamon stick more like a fireball cinnamon and oh really yeah not 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 in a good not in a good way that's true did you pair it with fireball 
I did not. <laughs> Jack Fire. That's a good question. Ja- Jack Fire was my parent. No. <laughs> so our uh, smokes rating here for the Punch Grampiuro is going to be a one. <laughs> I'd have to say, hearing all that, that's a stick none of us are going to go back to. No. A, lot, a lot of head nodding going, yeah. yeah. I, so. I used to love the punch after dinner cigar, but. Yeah. Now, if they want to send us some free cigars for us to try, I'm more than welcome to yeah. try them. Yeah, I am as well. And I don't I don't think I'd be so cavalier as to, you know, basically drop, you know, everything off from the punchline and right. say, you know, there's not something there. That just that particular product, you know, definitely de- right. didn't do it for us for sure. Any uh any thoughts about the flight? Any any cigar you would go back to for sure, other than the illusion. I know you would, Barker. <laughs> I'm just gonna get ahead of that. Yeah. Any cigars I love you the go back Le Bijou. To? Yeah, you go back to the Le, Le Bijou. I think mm-hmm. that I might give the Rocky Patel Cameroon a second go. I don't know when that will be, but I think that maybe a couple months from now I might pick another one up just to try it. If you could find it in Robusto, I recommend it. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, I would uh, definitely uh, go back to the Cameroon as well. I was really, it was an interesting uh, flavor for sure. Well, yep, that is it for today's episode. And I hope you enjoyed today's Smokes episode. Uh, Listen, if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the uh, subscribe button. That's the easiest way to listen to our show. And you can ask any of the voices in your head or on your phone. How many voices are in your head, Barger? I dare to ask. I anyway. don't even. I don't even know. There's millions. <laughs> well, there's Siri, Alexa, Google, and Uncle Larry. Just say play podcast, sip suds, and smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online uh, by email. Info at sipsudsandsmokes.com is our email address. Our tasting notes follow out on Twitter every day. Our handle is at sipsudsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Dave sucks. That's all you have to start every comment with. So <laughs> you'll, you'll be in. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I look forward to the additional personal lube comments for sure. Well, I want to thank each of our guests for being here. Thank you, good old boy Barger. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> good old boy Justin, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And good old boy Drew. I'm just so pleased to be here. <laughs> well, this is good old boy Mike saying, come back, join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And I'll ask you to keep on sipping. production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.